Hello and welcome to Zenat's Inspirational Tips to Wellness. This podcast is going to be all about emotional intelligence and how we look at emotional intelligence, what's the importance of it and why should it be developed. Now I've been doing a lot of research into um, EI, the emotional intelligence, which actually is known as emotional quotient and how that is in comparison to IQ. As more and more I believe that emotional uh, intelligence is needed and in today's society it seems to be lacking because we're kind of in this fast-paced world and we're just trying to keep going and meeting our goals and we're actually forgetting the core fundamental of when we actually develop the skills of emotional um, intelligence and the empathetic side of it. So first of all, you know, let's clarify what the definition is of EI, emotional intelligence. So otherwise known as emotional quotient or EQ. Now this is the ability to understand, use and manage your own emotions in a positive way to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, and also overcome challenges and diffuse conflict. EQ is a person's awareness of his or her own emotions and his ability to use that awareness in life situations. So, you know, let's start by asking yourself questions such as, how well do you understand yourself? Take a moment just to think about this or make notes around it. Do you use that knowledge to succeed in the world around you? And how much does this, or how much does job success depend on healthy EQ? Now, high EQ does not necessarily mean being sociable or emotional, but an imbalanced EQ can manifest as anger or trust issues, a lack of confidence or overconfidence, low stress tolerance, you know, difficulty in making decisions, a feeling of inner turmoil or struggling to empathize with others. I would tell many leaders, as well as my, you know, family members and friends, that in order to develop emotional leadership skills is because on the technical side, there are hundreds of thousands of guys who might have as many technical skills as you. So emotional intelligence can give you that added skill, that added benefit. Emotional intelligence is what makes your personal brand of smart, completely unique, and therefore absolutely invaluable. Now, if you're wondering about emotional sensitivity or how to stop worrying and start living emotional intelligence in a fabulous way to build emotional fitness, well, gone are the days when intelligence was a test score, a number on the IQ scale. Now, thanks to modern technology, from brain scans to social media and all the research, the idea that intelligence is more multifaceted then book smart is becoming more widespread. Emotional intelligence might be the closest thing to the buzzword that we have in the 21st century psychology. 
Now, while it's easy to think um, EI or EQ, as it's commonly referred to, it's all about mushy feelings. But it's well, but it actually, it's an inborn from psychological research, and has now strengthened by neuroscience. So while IQ is a household term, EQ is still craving its way into the popular vernacular. Simply put it, EQ is a person's awareness of her or his own emotions and his ability to use that awareness in life situations. So think about, remember, how well do you know yourself and do you use that knowledge to succeed in the world around you? And it'd be great to just simply make notes around this. Reflect on your own emotional intelligence. Now looking at research in widely uh, recognized books, emotional intelligence 2.0 EQ is defined as your ability to recognize and understand emotions in yourself and others and your ability to use this awareness to manage behavior and relationships. Basically, it's a knee-jerk reaction point to a lack of emotional regulation needed for management. Now, for most people, I would say emotional intelligence is more important than one's intelligent in attaining success in the lives or in their lives and careers. Now, as, as individuals, our success and the successes of the profession today simply depend on our ability to read people's signals and react appropriately to them. Because I think reading signals is so fundamental, especially in today's world and today's society. Therefore, I would say each one of us must develop the mature emotional intelligence required, you know, the emotional intelligence skill that is required to better understand, emphasize and negotiate with other people, particularly as the um, economy has become more global. Otherwise, success will elude us in our lives and our careers. Now, a theorist, an influential Harvard theorist, Howard Garner says, your IQ is the level of your ability to understand other people that motivates them and how to work cooperatively with them. So the question here is, or the statement, is how well you do in your life and career is determined by both. IQ alone is not enough. EQ also matters. In fact, psychologists generally agree that among the ingredients for success, IQ roughly counts for about 10%, probably at the best 25%. The rest depends on everything else, including the EQ. Now, what are your thoughts around that? So, Harvard graduates in business, law, medicine, and teaching, um, you know, a study showed a negative or zero correlation between an IQ indicator entrance exam score and subsequent career success. Three examples illustrate importance of emotional competency. And that I'm going to go through those as we go through the podcast. 
So did you know that EQ is one third of your personal intelligence? We get a lot more behind the scenes um, accessing nowadays because doctors can see inside of your brain. There's lots of technology that allows us to analyze. We can also see inside celebrities' lives because of technology and the amount that they're exposed and that we follow worldwide leaders on Twitter. So for good or ill, we see the why behind people's behavior more and more. And the more we see the workings of human intelligence, the more clear it is that IQ isn't everything. Now, since the scientist Edward Thorndike first wrote, he says something about what he called social intelligence in the 1920s. He states the ability to understand and manage men and women, boys and girls, the idea that intelligence is multifaceted has spread like wildfire. And that only 70 years later, Peter Salvoy, president of Yale University, and John Mayer, the Einstein of EQ theory, coined the term emotional intelligence. By the 90s, EQ entered the pop culture's consciences thanks to a book by the New York Times series writer Daniel Goleman. The point is, it's fairly new compared to Einstein or IQ test, which was developed in the early 20th century. EQ is an infant. So as you can see, there's so much behind the scenes, lots of research. People are really interested in this. And I am so passionate about the importance of emotional intelligence because this is what also impacts people's mental health and well-being in order to get clarity to make decisions. Now, carrying on, even though um, now we know it's widely acknowledged and accepted that you know personal intelligence is a combination of EQ and IQ and personality, emotional intelligence, intellectual capability and your personality traits make up your own unique brand called SMART. The reason emotional intelligence can be viewed as the most vital aspect of the three is because if it's lacking emotions, this can hijack your logical brain and therefore dominate our personalities in a negative way. So researchers and scientists have come up with these four pillars of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is a broad term. Now, before diving deeper, let's just revisit the definition of EQ, which is the person's awareness of his or her emotions and his or her ability to use that awareness in life situations. EQ has an intrapersonal side and an interpersonal side. It is partially about understanding emotions and partially about acting on those emotions, but acting on those emotions in the right way that will serve you positively. So you can think of EQ as a stairway to success. And as I said, researchers have formed these four pillars so they can be broken down into these main four steps or four pillars. The first one is self-awareness. EQ starts with understanding yourself. Being able to recognize your emotions is the first step and this ability is not as easy as it might seem. 
Some researchers further separate self-awareness into other categories like self-actualization, self-regard and emotional awareness. Now anyone who's witnessed a tired child's temper tantrum can probably understand that humans don't necessarily come with emotional self-awareness built in. But the stronger your understanding of your emotions, the stronger your overall EQ is. Now this is just a sort of the foundation, sort of the, the icing on top of the cake. There is so much more behind self-awareness. The second pillar is self-management. The next step in self-management is to is uh, you know after recognizing your emotions is about regulating them. They are actually a few things EQ theorists say you need to do before you can successfully manage um, your emotions. So number one, perceive your emotions. Number two, understand the emotions on a technical level. Number three, interpret the true meaning of those emotions based on context. And number five, finally you can manage those emotions. Because self-management means taking your self-awareness so much more deeper. It means coping with and expressing your emotions properly. People with strong self-management skills are confident in their independence because they understand themselves. They are assertive, but not overbearing because they understand how to appropriately express emotions. And even when things go wrong, a person with well-developed emotion management skills will be able to self-calm before addressing the problem or even interrupting onto others. Third pillar, social awareness of EQ is the ability to understand the emotions and actions of those around you. For well-developed EQ, it's not enough to be smart in your own head. You need a keen awareness of the world around you, the environment, what's going on. Whether this is global or social consciousness, or it, or it means being mindful of those in the store, you know, when you go shopping in the line behind you, social awareness requires you to be aware and connect appropriately with your environment. Furthermore, researchers often measure social awareness by a person's um, decision-making skills their sense of social responsibility, and their ability to judge reality. Now, the fourth pillar is interpersonal relationship management. Now, EQ requires smart interaction. One essential thing about EQ has that IQ doesn't is a practical social component. The strong interpersonal management or for this, you must combine your understanding of your own emotions, your observations of others, and your ability to self-regulate, as well as to respond to others respectfully. A person with a high EQ who excels at interpersonal management is often a really good decision maker and a problem solver, is not impulsive, manages stress well, adapts to her or his environment and knows how to set boundaries but also is highly empathetic. Now these qualities help them to be you know in this interpersonal communication 
And this is an amazing quality for all leaders to have as well, for anyone. But if you're in a leadership position, it's about having all these four pillars. EQ balancing act is between, you know, between these four pillars, not to mention the attributes within each one. Like with most everything, strength is one area that does not necessarily mean strength in every area. A doctor called Steve Steff, a Fortune 500 leadership counselor from the founder of Crisis Care International, he uses the analogy, analogy sorry, of human muscle, which I really like how he's um, used this analogy. He says that each pillar is like a muscle group made up of individual features that are unique but work together. We want to build muscles for balanced strength and not let the muscles atrophy. So if one part of your EQ is lower than the other, the natural next step is to develop your weaker features to strengthen the overall muscle group. So if you want to just turn off the podcast for a few minutes, just to have a kind of a ponder um, write some thoughts down, what's going on through your head, any notes that you think is going to help you think about your emotional intelligence, where you're at, areas that you need to develop, but also knowing your strengths and how your muscle groups can work together. So the emotional intelligence, the emotional quantity, so can you know, the question is, can grow and this can change. This brings us to the best part about EQ and the reason why everyone from employees to neuroscientists to psychologists are investing in research because it can evolve and it can change, unlike so much of the IQ. Now, Dr. Travis Bradbury and Jean Greaves, two present day leaders of the EQ, um, they had a discussion and they came up with that the intelligence is your ability to learn and it's largely the same at the age of 15 as it is at the age of 50. Emotional intelligence, on the other hand, is a flexible set of skills that can be acquired and improved with practice. You can develop high emotional intelligence even if you aren't born with it. Thoughts. Now, the explanation of why EQ can develop over time you know, I believe that it, you know, and from reading, it is rooted in the brain. While the, you know, our brain is massively complex for the purpose of explaining EQ changes, you know, we can consider three parts, you know, that we have in our body. So the spinal cord, the limbic system, the frontal cortex. Basic sensory input comes in through the spinal cord and passes through the limbic system to the emotional brain before getting into the frontal cortex, the rational brain, where analytical thoughts happen. This means that your brain usually processes sensory input emotionally before analytically. It also explains why EQ can grow. The emotional brain is essentially a high superhighway carrying information from point A to point B, and pathways in the brain are made up of neurons which can grow and
Like with the muscle analogy, the more you work out your emotional brain, the more energy you send to that part of your brain. The more energy, the more neurons will build connections in order to carry that energy. One single brain cell can grow up to 15,000 connections. With life experiences and practice, the human mind can learn to be more emotionally intelligent. So if we were to look at examples of um, self, you know, just to recap, we've got the self-awareness, which is the ability, you know, to recognize an emotion as it happens, which is the key to your EQ. So by understanding this, what, you know, you are really going to be able to make a difference. Okay, so developing that self-awareness requires tuning into your true feelings. Um, if you were to evaluate your emotions, can you manage them? Okay, so part of um, self-awareness is the emotional awareness. So the ability to recognize your emotions and the effects. So self-confidence, sureness about your own self-worth and capabilities. Self-regulation. You know, you often have very little control when you experience emotions. You can, however, sorry, have some way in how long an emotion will last by using a number of techniques to alleviate emo you know, the negative emotions such as anger, depression and anxiety. Now, a few of these techniques, including recasting a situation in a more positive light, for example, like taking long walks or doing some sort of prayer or meditation or breathing exercises, these are all self-regulation um, skills that you can develop, okay? So self-regulation actually involves self-control, so managing those disruptive impulses which then leads to trustworthiness, maintaining standards of honesty, integrity, consciousness, taking responsibility for your own performance, adaptability, handling change with flexibility, innovation, and being more open to ideas, which then also self-regulation involves motivation. So to motivate yourself for any achievement, it will require clear goals and a perspective Um. So, um, sorry, not a perspective, a positive attitude. Although you may have a predisposition to either a positive or negative attitude, you can actually, with effort, practice and learn to think more positively. It doesn't mean that you have to be positively 24-7, 365 days a year. It's about using um, those um, motions and those events to actually... Um, trigger you to turn things around so for example if you catch that negative thought as they occur you reframe them in a more positive term so self-awareness which will help you achieve your goals and when we think about motivation motivation is made up of achievement to drive your constant striving to improve or to meet a standard of excellence it's also to do with a commitment, alignment with the goals of a group or an organization, initiatives, reading yourself to act on opportunities, but also even optimism, pursuing goals persistently despite any obstacles and setbacks. 
Now, another important part of this um, emo- uh, sorry, self-regulation is having empathy. The ability to recognize how people feel is so important to success in your life and career. The more skillful you become at this, you are at, you know, discerning the feelings behind others, signals that that you can pick up on to better control can be so empowering. And this will allow you to become an empathetic person that excels, that will excel at things like service orientation, um, recognizing meeting people's needs, anticipating, developing others, sensing what others need to progress and bolstering their abilities, leveraging diversity. It allows you to, you know, cultivate opportunities through diverse people. It brings about political awareness and even reading a group's emotional currents and power relationships. By understanding others, discerning the feelings behind the needs and wants of others. So, you know, empathy is incredible. And there's so many positive attributes to it and an important skill to develop. Now, the other one is social skills, um, which I briefly touched on. The development of good interpersonal skills is paramount to success in your career and life. In today's um, always connected world, everyone has an immediate access to technical knowledge, thus the key is people skills. People skills are even more important now because you must possess a high EQ to better understand, empathize and negotiate with others in a global economy. Now, if these skills are done, you know, you're going to be growing and developing the, you know, how you influence the wielding effect of persuasion techniques. Uh, your communication skills will just suddenly shoot up. Sending clear messages develops leadership skills. You'll be able to inspire and guide groups and people more effectively and efficiently. Change becomes a catalyst initiating and managing change. You'll be able to have that uh, skill to manage conflict, understand negotiating, resolving disagreements, the, you know, the skill to build bonds and nurturing instrumental relationships. In addition, collaboration and cooperation, working with others towards shared goals, team capabilities, creating group synergies and persuading collective goals, I mean, it is endless. So, you know, what factors are at play when people of high IQ fail and those of modest IQ succeed? So as we know, there are extremely lots and lots of benefits behind developing EQ. Now, I want you to think back. Did you ever... um, Think well, actually, think back to a decision or an important decision that you made in your life and wonder what was I thinking, or did I really do that, and why? Not using your emotional intelligence may be to blame for some of those bad decisions and actions. So, a great way is just keeping a journal of that. Take time, maybe pause now to have a think about that. What was it? 
could have been better, that you could have adapted, changed or developed in terms of your emotional intelligence. As we said, it is the ability to identify, use and understand and manage emotions in an effective and positive way. Because a high EQ helps individuals to communicate better, reduce their anxiety and stress, diffuse any conflicts or most conflicts, improve relationships, empathise with others and effectively overcome life challenges and obstacles. Our emotional intelligence really does affect the quality of our lives mentally and physically because it influences our behaviour and our relationships. EQ is a synonymous with self-awareness because it enables us to live our lives with intention, purpose and autonomy. Because I know many of us move through life making important decisions based on current circumstances. We may perceive them as being beyond our ability to change, thus limiting our options and solutions. But taking that time to reflect and examine why we decide to do what we do enables us to live deter, um, you know, our de and determine our conscious intentions rather than circumstances alone. So think about develop how developing EQ can greatly influence your successes. Your personal situation and intelligence are factors as well. How EQ can profoundly affect your choices by creating options that you may have otherwise imagined or considered to be possibilities. Now I hope that these tips and this discussion about emotional intelligence, thinking about the four pillars, bringing about the self-awareness, emotional regulations, building your empathy, you know, your social skills, Building those relationships is something that you're going to consider to take you forward so that you can become the person that you want to be, living much more freely, calmly, with greater mental health. Thank you for listening to Zenat's Inspirational Tips to Wellness. If you've got any comments, any thoughts around this, please do share. I love connecting with people. Um, I'm all about learning. This is a passion for me. Um, mental health and well-being, without having that at the top of your list, it is fundamentally going to be harder to achieve any goals or outcomes in your life, especially now in 2020, as we are going through this unprecedented time with the COVID pandemic. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for my next upcoming podcast and um, yeah, follow me on social media.